0: Monday nights, up late. Broadcasting from stolen land. Satellite sky. Satellite sky. Satellite sky. Highlighting DIY and autonomous politics, music, and subculture with a different theme each week.
1: Welcome to Writing Home. It's Monday the 17th of April. It's 11 p.m. on my clock and you are listening to Satellite Skies on 3CR 855 AM. This and every following segment will be recorded on Viranjuri Waiwaring Country. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this land and waterways, the Viranjuri Waiwaring people, as well as their elders past, present and emerging. Writing Home is about writers who have more than one home, many homes, and are realizing so many more. Once a month at Writing Home, I, Mardvi, will be sharing space with migrant writers of color, discussing their unique but collective writing processes, navigating home, life, and love. Episode 2, What You Seek is Seeking You with Nadia Niaz. A recap from last week where I and Nadia, who is my teacher, inspiration and someone who shares home with me in language and a love for mountains came to the station to remind me of some very important things about writing, homesickness, kinship, and nurturing. Nadia and I over and over again come to realize that we have remembered home in our bodies and through the various languages that we speak we travel back in memory. I've been reflecting a lot on language since I lost Sonadia, language that sometimes feels inadequate to give description to the sensory, to memory of the mundane, and also things that are extraordinary. Someone like me who speaks four and reads and writes in three languages still feels the inadequacy of vocabulary when it comes to English. I want to find words that are perfect, words that telepathically speak to people, I sit through dictionaries and my little journal of new words so my sentences don't lose their flow and words don't sound insufficient. But then again, languages are merely sounds, the ums and oofs, the <coughs> something that I've inherited from the aunties around me that gossiped, an expression of agreement. People usually point it out here a lot. I like the fact that it always makes me take note of how I'm enjoying a conversation because I feel like somehow it's in my memory and it just makes me known that I'm present in a conversation. Languages are also a kind of wealth. Languages are also stolen or erased. Languages, in most ways, are just medians, a way to connect, but never should be a performance of power or a tool to oppress. Yesterday I started reading Your Silence Will Not Protect You by Audrey Lord. Snippets of the essays that I would love to read to you all. The essay is the transformation of silence into language and action. Audrey writes, I have come to believe over and over again that what is most important to me must be spoken, made verbal and shared, even at the risk of having it bruised or misunderstood, that the speaking profits me beyond any other effect. Further, what are the words you do not yet have? What do you need to say? What are the tyrannies you swallow day by day and attempt to make your own? until you will sicken and die of them, still, in silence. And then, something that really touched me. My daughter, when I told her of our topic and my difficulty with it, said, tell them about how you're never really a whole person if you remain silent, because there's always that one little piece inside you that wants to be spoken out. And if you keep ignoring it, it gets madder and madder and hotter and hotter. And if you don't speak it out, one day it will just up and punch you in the mouth from the inside. And last, the fact that we are here and that I speak these words is an attempt to break that silence and bridge some of those differences between us. For it is not difference which immobilizes us, but silence. And there are so many silences to be broken. I love that. I love, for it is not difference which immobilizes us, but silence. And there are so many silences to be broken. So without much ado, let's jump straight into What You Seek is Seeking You with Nadia Niyaz, episode 2. You as a teacher, and of course, you've been teaching for so long and you've taught like all different levels. Mm -hmm. What's your experience with people like people of color or somebody who speaks, you know, more than one language and where it's just this intersection of like culture and so many things like somebody like me. Because for me, it just changed everything. And it was funny because that was like the last year, last semester. And for all the time, I felt that I lacked something. Mm. Sometimes I even felt that I knew what to say, but I just didn't say it. Because those classroom environments, and especially University of Melbourne, because it says it's for international students, but I don't really think they do much for international students. And then how white the classroom is and the teachers and all of that and also the readings and everything so you know sort of questioning that which is like my knowledge right now back then I was just going through classroom to classroom just lost and confused and didn't know thought that oh my god like maybe I don't know or maybe I don't have the best thing to say and blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um And now it's a completely different thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, three years of Yanni. And I missed so much because I was just anxious and uncomfortable all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody made it easier, which Mm -hmm.
2: should be like that
0: just should be a thing. Like, what do you have to say about it? Mm. Lots. But I loved your framing of learning as hope. Mm. I I think that that's that's a wonderful um, thought. And. I think I think it's very true actually that when you meet your 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 real teachers your gurus like you said mm-hmm. um those those people give you hope mhm that there is actually something better and you that you can grow and change and do something in the world yes. but I think with that like I think that there's this um assumption I think in the west or in countries or universities that are um desirable or that are you know Places that people want to go, that okay. So um, like I said, like we're, we're in 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 universities that are considered desirable, um, or places that you want to go. The assumption always seems to be that you want to be there because you want to be like them. Mm. You must want to be like them because you're at their university, mm. right? Um, and very little effort I think is made to actually find out who you are and mm. what you bring. Because there is that I will say it's a desire to replace, but it's an assumption that you must want to take on their characteristics their ideas um, and like when when you work with language and when you work with translation or even with bilingualism and stuff like where, where I do one of the um approaches one of the teaching or pedagogical approaches is um where like the old approach to language teaching has been, do not speak your home language, speak only this language, and mm-hmm. that's how you're going to learn. There is obviously value in immersive learning, sure. But um, it, there is this idea that somehow the language, the original language, is going to contaminate the new language or is going to prevent the acquisition of the new language. And this, this posi- particular position is more that, no, the existing language is a resource, Mm. you you take what the student knows already and you build on that you Mm. make connections between the knowledge they have your student whatever age they are Mm. they are bringing something to the table right so you have to find out what that is and connect what you are trying to teach them with that Mm, find out what they know first
2: yeah
0: and that is something that i find some lacking it's there. I, I know people who who, who who take an approach like that. Um, I think with creative writing in particular, there is space for that in a way that other disciplines where you're literally there to, to, to take notes and then regurgitate that in an exam. That's a different yeah. kind of learning. Yeah. Whereas with a more exploratory, creative, um, self-directed almost subject like creative writing, you've got the space to actually think, well to ask the student what they bring to the table that's why in my lecture i asked you who do you think you are for multiple reasons because depending on how you what kind of tone you use you're asking a different question Mm. right i'm literally like who do you understand yourself to be
2: Mm.
0: and how does that relate to your work um your your work your passion your desire to write something and put something out into the world you know um all artists do that, writers or, or 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 otherwise. There's this sort of an impetus, a kind of drive to create something, mm. right? And I think it's valuable to turn that, to 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 turn the lens backwards and sort of say, okay, well, where are you creating this from? Mm. Where is this coming from? And also as a teacher, I think that there's value in sort of getting your students to think about that actively and to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I do understand. I, I, I was I was a student here, and I was a student in lots of other places growing up. And yes, there is this sort of assumption that if you are from elsewhere, you don't you're not bringing anything to the table. Or the other thing, which is also problematic, is that oh, you're so wonderful and, and exotic and accomplished and blah blah blah. You're bringing so much to the table. Mm. I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I, I read the same stuff you did as a kid. Like, it's not, oh it's not that God. special. Um, it's, 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 a, it, I feel like it's an overcorrection. Yeah. I think that it comes from a good place, but I think it's a little, it kind of, it sort of takes you out of one box and puts you in another. Yeah. Yeah. So I think oh. that there's that, that sort of the exotification of it as well, because then again, it pushes you away. Mm, it, it pushes don't. who you are away because you are too special to mm. be touched. You're too special to be interacted with. Yeah. and It's too complicated and wonderful. And oh, if only we could. Language is a human instinct. Yeah. You know, all of us when we're born uh, have the equipment to produce the sounds of whatever humans are, uh, around us um, speak. For sure. and and yeah. it's only and but 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 we start our brain starts shutting it down very early around 6 months of age you stop hearing the difference between the different sounds and you know like in in, in urdu we have a qaf and a kaf mm. right in arabic you have an even di- more 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 guttural sound but if you don't hear the qaf enough you won't you won't say it you, you won't hear the the i know that there there will be people who listen to this who will not hear the difference between qaf and kaf they mm. okay, are like you're saying the same sound over and over what's wrong with you
1: for sure. Yeah. Wow. So,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is interesting. Like, our differences are learned. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And then they're valued in different ways, in different places. Yeah. And so we're always negotiating that, I think.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, yeah, I'm just, oh, you're so inspiring, are. They? <laughs> and not just like, I mean, as a writer, definitely. And then, as a teacher and as a person, um, this yeah. I feel like since I graduated and I chatted because you know, like mm-hmm. I, I really want to be a teacher like you one day. I hope it's wonderful. Yeah, it'd be like just yes. so much inspiration. And and thinking, yeah, Australian Multilingual Writing Project and mm-hmm. how that's a place where it's mm-hmm. about like emerging, you know, bilingual writers and like multilingual writers and. It's really, it's really <laughs> we've always
0: been here that's the thing when i was yeah. doing my PhD research on multilingualism i i kept finding individual poems by writers from from australia but all all the texts that i had as examples for the PhD were from the us or europe um because there was no single place i could go to mm-hmm. um or no one writer that i could point to but i knew that they were there Dude. and so and I kept thinking, oh, there there should be a publication like this and at, literally at six AM one day I woke up and said, Well, dummy, make it Yep. And so I did. Like I, I, I woke up at six AM with the idea and by evening I had the website set up and I had a call for a submission set up. Because I figured like rather than me hunting down every single well, hunting down sounds terrible, but like looking for every single one of them, why not set up a beacon yeah. and let them come to me? Yes. And they did. Yep. You know, a completely unknown, brand new journal getting 40 submissions in the f- in the first go is quite remarkable. Absolutely. And then, of course, you kind of go, oh no, now I have to, <laughs> I have to read them, <laughs> you know, have to do all of that. So that's that's fun. It was all a learning experience. But the thing is, those people are here. Yeah. They're already here. I didn't invent them. No. They were already writing like this. Absolutely. Um, and it, I just give created a space where they could actually. Yes. Put it out there, but yes. they exist. They existed, mm. um, yeah. and hopefully, the good thing is that more and more, like if, if you see it happen, you you realize that it's an option. Like yeah. you can actually mix your languages. You can actually write creatively. Yes, um, in in this sort of middle space between languages yeah. or third space between languages, um, sure. and and you know, and and the thing is, it's it's been all around us all this time. Like I'm I'm playing sort of songs that are, um, I suppose, more <laughs> not trash. Um, but but there are, the, the, like, if, if, you, if you listen to, like, pop music and dance music from, like, forever ago even, there's, I mean, it's very, very basic, but there's already language mixing. Mm. Music is always mixed languages. Mm. Um, and, yes, okay, it's not high art or whatever, but it's fun. Mm. And it's joyous. Mm. And that's the point. Like, for me particularly, I mean, everyone's orientation towards poetry is different. But for me, it is very much about joy and about um, exploring language and finding all these, like, different connections. And it, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's fun. And it's, um, yeah, it's a joyful experience for me, language. Mm. Um, and, I mean, yes, you can write about serious things as well. It's not like it's all, it's not funny. It's just interesting and inspiring Mm. um yeah Anyway, ranting but (laughs) oh Uh, yeah go on rant
1: rant away oh my god but
0: but but, yeah it's just it's just that that, the For me that's that's the space and so there's nothing any space where language is mixed is valuable it doesn't matter if it's high art or it's you know lowest common denominator whatever um it's it's important and it's valuable because it is a representation of how we actually exist as humans i mean even I, I don't believe there is such a thing as a monolingual anyway i don't think they exist they're a figment of our imagination everybody's language is porous there is no pure language right it, like it, your language comes from elsewhere it is influenced by the world by interactions with other languages so this idea that we speak only one language is somewhat bogus so oh, I I don't know. So I I and I I think that multilingualism is a default setting in our brains. We have the, all have the capacity, um, mm. and we use the capacity. We we switch registers all the time. True. You know, like if if like a random person who calls us monolingual, if they're grandparent calls them on the phone they will speak in a particular way if a five-year-old child talks to them they will speak in a particular way they speak differently at work they speak differently with their friends you have all these registers Mm. and you switch between them without thought effortlessly multilinguals do exactly the same thing but we just have a bigger vocabulary
2: Mm. that's that's the only difference
0: but the capacity to switch and mix exists in all of us Anyone yeah. who uses the language can do this. It's not, again, it's not special. It's yeah. just maybe unusual in this context. Yep. But yeah. it's not, it's not actually that special. It's, it's actually the easiest thing in the world.
1: Hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm. True. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. I don't know. I'm like waiting for two Jooms so badly.
0: Oh. Well, I can do that.
1: Nasibullah <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> and Abida Parveen no? Yeah. After.
0: Coke Studio. Season 14.
2: I will not say that I will not be able to do it. I will not be able to do it. I will not be able to do it. I will not be able to it. सारी खुशियाँ मिल kirah jara पीछे की रह जाना सारी खुशियाँ मिल which kirah पीछे की रह जाना तेरे बस में कुछ नहीं है दिल ने
1: That was to June by Nasibul Al and Abda Rabin. Abdur Parveen, oh my god, like what a legend! Yeah. You like?
0: she was here um, for Salaam Fest in 2020. She was the mm. last live act I saw before the pandemic. Wow, um, and it, it was amazing. Oof, and it was it was at the Art Center, and she sold out. Oof, it? and in fact, because it was Salam Fest, which is a whole sort of like Sufi yeah, music yeah, festival, yeah. um, they had a doll player out the front. Yep, and you know the sound of the door, like that that mm-hmm. big boom that it makes. Um, I found it kind of hilarious, but 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 like we there was a whole bunch of us just dancing doing the Bhangra outside yes. um, the art center. Yes, <laughs> oh my god, so. <laughs> yeah, just just before seeing her. But oh yeah, but there's these two lines. Is there two lines. I I don't know. See, the thing is that all of these Sufi songs. This is this is a sort of. Um, a Sufi melody. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the Sufi songs that you hear, especially in in Coke Studio, because they've done a lot for, you know, promoting this, is they're often mashups and they sort of mix the the work of different um, poets and different thinkers and and they include a bit of their own. And it's all done very beautifully. But there's there's a line in in this one um, where Abda Praveen says, Jo hai tera lab chayega which is, what is yours will find you, Mm. which I just, I love that. What is yours will find you one way or another. And and then there's that reverts to the general Sufi or general, I suppose, Muslim sort of idea of you are not... There is nothing that you can do about it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> your life, what, what what will happen will happen. Your job is to exist through yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I have those two lines written out um, in my study. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Like Sufism, Sufi music. Mm. I don't know if we talked about, like, uh, I think I, I told you mm. uh, the Shams and... Um, like the Rumi book was Ah, yeah. Forty Reasons of Love. Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't come across it. Oh, yet, oh my God. But yeah, yeah. I think yeah. in the classroom because I was, uh, oh, just yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sufism and you know the wisdom, but also yeah, the ache, and yeah. the love. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Sufis get into trouble with like the hyper-Islamic lot because the the the, the, the concept is that. God is light, one of the names of um, God is nur al nur, mm. which is light, mm. and that is the that 's not just like sunlight or whatever it is. it is the light that is your soul, your soul is mm. light right and so the 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 soul the human soul is part of that light, and so mm. when you are born you you part of that light is is in you, and so the that 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 constant ache, dissatisfaction, longing that we have is actually that light wanting to go back. And that's what Sufism, and that's sort of the the um that desire to reconnect, and that's what gets people into trouble because you know you're not supposed to say stuff like that, and there's yeah there's a whole lot of Mm -hmm. theological problems with that. Um, But um, but also it sort of speaks to how Sufism is. It's not just Islam. It is, it is, again, it's, it's sort of embedded in the culture and it's sort of that, 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 um, syncretic kind of belief, the, the, um, practice, I suppose, that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, because culturally, South Asia is like Pakistan is South Asian. Um, and, and it's really, really hard to, I, separate that mm. and I think that, and I I, I think that separating that would be doing a, a disservice and a violence yeah. to our culture really
1: for sure
0: um, yeah but yeah but kind of I like the idea of, of that the soul just seeks connection that's mm. all that's yeah. all we're looking for really <laughs> just want to connect
1: absolutely mm. oh it's so beautiful to yeah have this these ideas and I think as a writer, I really want to explore more of mythology mm. and like symbolism in that way. Where, because mm-hmm. so many of these concepts are, you know, like romanticization of God mm. or teacher and guru mm. and um just, yeah, like every relation, and there's so much of beauty in it. And then, yeah, you're a human doing your things Mm. and yeah the urges that you have reflect a lot of yeah these Mm. ideas that were the stories that were told to you Mm. or how they were told to you and what those connections were and yeah just the culture of like trust and you know hope uh, when it Mm. comes to your teacher and Mm. the discipline of it respect for your art which uh, um As because at the end of the day, like all these stories that we've you know inherited or were given to us or told to us, it's sort of like a toolbox. Like, I see it Mm -hmm. as a toolbox, and there is so much that doesn't serve me Mm -hmm. and doesn't apply to me, and that is just not included in my toolbox. It's just Mm -hmm. like somewhere else, you know, I don't need that. But then there's so much in my toolbox where I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is what I've inherited. And it's just this gift. And, oh, it's so, like, so much respect for it. Mm. Um, And and same with, yeah, this thing of um, prioritizing your art, respecting your Mm. art, the discipline of uh, staying committed to your art. And, Yeah. yeah, it really, yeah, it really... I love sort of employing all these things, yeah, as a creator Mm. of any kind, and the respect. And even with money, I was thinking about my, uh, like, my non-writing job and just thinking about how... um, like we have, like, Goddess Lakshmi and, you know, mm. like, uh, your work. Like, so many <laughs> shops and so many workplaces have a little temple. Yeah. And that's where you pray or you start your day. And that's the intention that you set. Mm. And just, like, these rituals mm. that um that was a beautiful, like, our ancestors, however, they ritualized everything. It was a beautiful thing. And, yeah, festivals coming together. Mm. And how you view certain relationships. And, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I find a lot of, like, I'm really grateful and lucky to, yeah, to be given all that knowledge. And Mm. to still be able to, like, protect it, respect it. And even recreate something out of it. And Mm. it's, yeah, as I'm becoming, these things are taking a different farm every year. Uh, mm. So it's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it is. I think that that, that notion of respect for learning in particular is is um, something that I really value in our old systems of doing things. Um, like, I mean, I am as anti-authoritarian as an expert. I'm like, I'm, well, more so sometimes and quite sort of unwilling to be led in a lot of ways. But at the same time, the the guru shagir relationship the student teacher relationship and the fact of like who the guru is to you like the mm. the, the the teacher is a guide um, and again like you said they give you hope mm. um, but also that the the the, the humility in learning um, because in the creative arts in the West, there is this huge emphasis on individuality and innovation and you're so cool and you're so unique. Mm. and blah, 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 blah I hate the term so unique, but anyway. Mm. Um, but, but but it's all about the individual being super special and somehow sort of having emerged fully formed out of nothing and mm. suddenly, ta-da! Yeah. Whereas in, in our traditions, there's so much more of, a, of an understanding of the continuity of it mm. and where we come from and mm. where the tradition comes from. Um, you know, like, you know your lineage, you know your guru's lineage, yes. you know w- whose forms you are learning. Mm. Um, like, when I did, um, Indian classicals, um, I did Bharatanatyam. We started with Kathak and then did, did Bharatanatyam with, um, Indumitta in Pakistan, who was one of the only Bharatanatyam teachers in Pakistan, because again, Bharatanatyam is so closely related, associated with India and doing anything Indian and by Pakistan can be, like, very fraught. But, um, I think there's also this sort of understanding that you are when you are in the presence of, of of a master of someone who actually knows this stuff inside out. You you have to be humble. Yes. You don't know you don't know anything. I mean, yes. I I value my students' knowledge and I value my students' ability to learn and all of that. And sure. I think that that's important to yes. Ma- maintain. Yes. But I think that the true guru gives you that as well. I think mm. that you know, like they're they like yes, but yeah, you don't know anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. um but at the same time they do let you explore they give you the space and the permission and the freedom to 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 learn because learning itself is freedom yes not knowledge but Mm. learning the act of learning yeah um and i mean for me the the just that relationship is extremely special like my guru is my guru like she's 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 always going to be that 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 person mm. um and it's and you're grateful for the for for the knowledge that you get i mean yes. i started with her when she was 75 years old she had a frozen shoulder right at the time and she was teaching us the mudras and the movements with one arm mm. and she could still outdance all the 16 year olds mm like that's that's the level of competence we expect from our artists mm. right um and so the idea that you know you learn two chords and you're a master of something is kind of pathetic mm. really it's like no you don't you do, you don't know how little you know yes. when you start out and then yeah. it's like you understand the nuances and the complexities of it mm. and i mean you know um Hindustani music I mean, I'm not even going to touch Carnatic music because that's even more complex. It has even more notes and semitones, and it's it's it's. I mean, there, there's there's stuff in there that I can't even hear. Um, Hindustani music is complex enough, mm. and it is. It takes so long to get your head around because every singer is also a composer. Good. Um, every dancer is also a musician. You know, mm. when, you, when 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 you go to Kathak, for instance, there's that there, that um, jugalbandi. That's that's where where um. The tabla plays a beat mm. and then the dancer responds because the dancer's Ooh, feet yeah, and yeah, bells yeah. are sure. her instrument. Mm. And there's that call and response sort of cycle that they, that they can go through. And they can literally start with, you know, this tal. But we know, mm. we, we, we recognize that tal, we recognize that particular rag that they're singing or whatever. And then it's invention. It's pure invention, it's spontaneous invention right there on the stage, using centuries of knowledge. Mm. I mean how amazing is that. It is. Um and special. Yeah. And so like take that, compare that to well anything else really mm. and kind of falls flat. Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's just mm. sort of here you are sort of so steeped in the history of it. And yet there is space to explore and develop and change. Yes. You know, yeah. like you, you, you go through this extremely uh, rigorous training for years and years and years, but at the end of it, you are a master of mm. this stuff. You can, you can literally create out of nothing, mm. out of all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing.
1: Mm. Oh, it's so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful with, mm. yeah, my tool kit.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, that's just it. You know, we're sort of equipped to do so much, in a way. So much of it is just absorbed. Mm, so much of
1: it is. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Going back. Hmm. Yeah. It's so such a. Yeah. I don't think you can ever really Yeah. get it out of you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really possible because there's, you know, even as writers, there's this notion that, like, once I sort of explained that, oh, I write, and then explaining them what I write about, and they were like, oh, that's trending. <laughs> and <laughs> with, like, being, you know, writer of colour and your life, and especially because sometimes things get very politicised, mm-hmm. and that's, like, this box where... People only, you know, choose to see you a certain way. And whatever is you is also interpreted in that way. And, yeah, thinking if this toolkit and, like, I'm so many things. Mm. I'm definitely, those 18 years of my life in the mountains, Mm. but I'm also, like, almost four, four years there. But I'm also, like, COVID backpacking in Mm -hmm. India, where I was, oh, and then India in itself is so big, like, mm-hmm. I was everywhere and that, and I'm...
0: So, during COVID, you were everywhere? You were yeah,
1: people. yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, it was just, like, COVID displacement, and I had to go back, oh. and, like, yeah. But, yeah, and, yeah, experiences, my work, and, uh, you know, friends here, friends back home, childhood friends, all of that, and it's so many things all together, um, and... Yeah, it's interesting Not to feel very liberated mm. with what I've chosen as my toolkit to do whatever, mm-hmm. to live, love, and whatever. Like, I can just do whatever, but that's just, like, my style, my way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, it's amazing to just feel that, to feel liberated in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's this, there's, there's this sort of idea... With sort of more collective cultures like ours, that, that, that. And, I mean, look, it can be restrictive. It can be very, very, like if everybody's mm. in your business all the time, it's, a bit, it's yeah. a bit much. But at the same time, I think people don't realize how freeing it can also be. Mm. That sort of understanding where you are and who you are mm. can be a, a, a springboard into so much more yeah and that you know you know you you don't spend your entire life searching for yourself, you know you you, mm. you know yourself or Yet. you know you you know who you are yes you know and and the fact and you know that it's mutable i mean for instance, like when my niece was born um suddenly I acquired the name of mommy mm. because her mm. because my husband is her mom, yep. right, so I became like that like there's it's it's that every every connection changes you and alters you in mm. some way in some significant way mm-hmm. um but it also it frees you as well. It, yeah. it it adds complexity to who you are, um, and it sort of places you because I mean, again, because we have specific words for these relations, um, it it means that she will always know exactly who I am to her.
2: Mm, yep, I'm yeah. not going to
0: just to just be a name. Yeah, she knows. with you know clarity exactly what relationship i have with her yeah i think that that's that's wonderful
1: oh it is so yeah. wonderful
0: and then yeah. yet you can build your own relationship like you can yes she knows what what category she she knows who i am to her mm. but then who i actually am to her is different i mean i have two nieces three three nieces now and each one of them i have a, com- have a completely different relationship with i yeah. use the same word for me mm. but you know, because th- it doesn't take, take away your individuality. It doesn't mean Mm-mm. that I have to be the same way with all of them. No, not um, at all. But it just, it's, it orients you. Mm. It stabilizes you in a way, I think. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I'm here. I have, I think, maybe one or two blood relatives on this continent. Mm-mm. Nobody else. Yep. Um. But I'm still held. Yeah. I, you know, I don't feel disconnected from that. I feel... I mean, There are other philosophical disagreements or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. that's different, but fundamentally, I know who I am. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That that's a gift, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mm. it's a gift. Absolutely. Mm. That's so. Yeah. It's so beautiful the way you you explained. Yeah, the orientation,
0: especially that orients you. Mm. Mm. And for us, we have mountains. And what mountains are? I mean, I think you mean large objects have. Oh wait. Okay. They're not large enough to have that much gravity, but there is still this, I feel like, this sort of pull towards, you know, these, these concentrated bits of land, like mm. mountains. They just have a yeah. magnetism to them, I think. Yeah. Um, other people feel that way about the ocean as well. Yes. Um, I'm not really a mountain, a water person, but... Yeah. You know, I, I, I understand because, I mean, I've been, obviously, I've seen the ocean. I can feel that sort of pull mm. that it has as well. It's just that I prefer... The pull of the mountains.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, even homesickness. Like I'm thinking mm. of homesickness now, and yeah, such a like such an interesting feeling to just feel.
2: Mm.
0: Music, oh God. It's very bodily, isn't it? Mm, it is. a feel it in the body. Mm.
1: Absolutely, you do.
0: Yeah. It's almost like when you've lived somewhere long enough, your gestures become automatic. Mm -hmm. Like as you walk out the door, you know exactly where the light switches and you turn it off or not. Little things like that. Um, But sometimes you get sort of pulled back into a different space, Mm. even though you know you're not there, but something, a smell, a sound, a a pronunciation of your name, whatever. Something something sort of yank you backwards into this other space. And just for a second, you feel like you... Are embodied elsewhere, mm, yeah, um, and it's it's really really weird because yes, I mean the, there's the, there's the urge to sort of respond in the language that you're being being spoken to, and, um, and but it's also a physical gestural kind of thing, right? I mean, when I speak Urdu, I talk, I, I behave in a particular way Mm. when i speak english i behave in a particular way french is different as well um when i mix the languages i behave in a different way yeah and so all of that is 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 you know it comes it's not something i'm doing on purpose Mm -mm. it's automatic yeah um but it's learned it's somewhere it's somewhere in here it's coming somewhere in here but i don't know know what it is what's driving it it's just that certain cues will spark certain responses
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i think with that we'll mm-hmm. have to slowly be you know summing up mm-hmm. okay our session Good.
2: Okay. i guess you wasn't written in my kissment. but having you in my life it would have been mm-hmm. very different i'm still singing our song but you won't listen Dumuja bought yada ati even through all the distance. And now my life's in a trance. I dance alone in my dance, and the elder generation feel it on my palms that there's no sunshine without Mary John. <laughs>
1: That was Themi Me, a translation of Ain't No Sunshine.
0: Yeah, I I love the song. I love the the translation in particular. Um, and I heard it when I was watching Four Weddings and a Funeral, and the song started playing, and I was like, wait, wait, this is this is Ain't No Sunshine. What are you doing? And it's amazing because I I love that song. It's a it's a beautiful song, mm-hmm. um, but the translation of it and because it's it's the the rap is additional and then the the rest of it has been translated into hindi urdu and it's just done so beautifully they they i love translations that add context and that make mm. you see the song in a different way mm-hmm. And this one really, really does that. And also it's beautifully arranged and the music is incredible and just the voices. That's the thing, the thing I love about South Asian music is the voices, the richness and the complexity of the voice. Mm. Just, just, just like sing one note and it's, it's a, it's a symphony, it sounds like. It just yeah. is. Mm. Um, yeah. Just when, when he starts to sing dhimi dhimi, just that, oof.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: it goes back to that sense of that that ache that we were talking about. Yeah, um. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like an echo. It's just yeah. Well, oh, that's so beautiful. That's the translation of in the sunshine. I love in yeah. the sunshine, hmm. and I think yeah, Dami,
0: Yeah, and it's 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 that sort of tying it to context as well, mm-hmm. because the rap kind of situates it as a very British um, South Asian experience. Yep. And yet the music is not in English; it is in in Urdu Hindi. Um, mm. So it's it's a very interesting conversation as, as well as well as well as a, just a really lovely song. It's just a, it's just just what what the song is doing, and and also th- a- acknowledging the fact that we um, grow up with all this musical influence and all this cultural influence, and what I love about the way. Art and music and writing uh, are, are um, being done is that we we no longer feel I, – I don't know if we no longer feel alienated from it, but we're certainly taking ownership of what we hear. If you hear it, if you grow up with it, it is your culture. mm mm-hmm. Ain't no Sunshine is as much my culture as you know, Kishore Kumar and yeah, whoever else because sure. I heard it growing up. Yes, it, it formed like some kind of basic, yes, um, essence of what I understand Ooh, absolutely, music to be. Yeah. And so to hear it kind of reemerge, interpreted in this way mm. is, is delightful, yeah. Um, it's so enjoyable. Mm,
1: exactly. And, yeah, we should enjoy it more, yeah.
0: It goes oh. back to that joyfulness, the joyfulness mm. of language and the way that these things kind of interact and the richness that you add
2: mm-hmm. by
0: interacting like this. It's it's absolutely amazing. Mm. And yet, at the same time, you know, like, he's rapping about the same old things, like, shadi kab garoge," And, you know, <laughs> when you're getting married, when you're doing this, the same old... The age old issues that everybody's, you know, parents are forever on 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 about. So it's it's such a it's such a weird sort of like it's interesting that the English is about the traditional stuff Mm. in a way, Mm. and that the um, the the the, because again like your cultural ethnic stuff is always um, labelled traditional, Mm -hmm. and anything that's in English is clearly modern yeah right? uh, so there's just this and i love that it messes with that that the english song is sung in urdu and yeah just, like, i've the complexity that's added to it yeah and the rap which is in english is about it yeah. makes me think of how we are in the world and who, the spaces that we occupy and who we are because i mean in um this remake of four weddings and a funeral the one of the main characters is i think he's pakistani um british um he's supposed to be at least in the um in the story um and it's interesting seeing this kind of casting choices and things like that where people are trying to you know um on the I think it's well intentioned. In this, in sort of representation is important, and you should have, you should be able to see people of just different races, um, it, which is which is reality. Like it does reflect reality. This will happen. There will be people from multiple backgrounds interacting, and so why shouldn't we see that? It's weird that we should see only one race on TV when your reality actually involves mm-hmm. so so much else. So that's good, but there is a limit, I think to representation for representation's sake.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if the character is just like, oh, we'll just paint them brown. Mm-hmm. And I'll paint them brown because that's not allowed. We'll just have a brown person instead of a white person, but they're going to act exactly the same way. And there's going to be no um, no nuance, no difference, nothing. Mm. And I kind of question the value of that. I mean, again, on the one hand, you could say that everyone, everyone is pretty much the same. Like, we're all basically looking for the same five things mm-hmm. um so it's not that much of a it's not a bad idea yep but I think there's still something missing mm-hmm. in that I think you can't just like swap them out mm-hmm. and not have that like if create some kind of dif- difference Hmm. um yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And again, I liked Four Weddings and a Funeral because of the way that they, you know, got his um, story. And he wasn't just a brown person in a white person's role. He was, he was actually, you know, there was all his cultural stuff and all his family stuff. And the fact that they used himi Dhimi as the, his, his, his montage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it all, it all, it was very well done, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it's interesting seeing these, Representations. You, yeah. hear the, you can hear the air quotes and that yeah. <laughs> representation. Yeah. But, but also because I, I think, well, who are you representing? Because obviously everyone's gonna, someone's gonna have a problem with the representation because it's not them. Yep. But that makes sense because we are individuals at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, like my experience of being a Pakistani in Australia. Is different from somebody who's grown up here, mm-hmm. um, and it's different again from someone from a refugee. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, like the the the, the, av- the avenues and the, the the differences in privilege and the differences in access. Those are all things that make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can't talk, I I can't speak to the POC experience. Mm-hmm. Like I I I wouldn't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up here. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, and and so, it's weird because I mean, like at the University of Melbourne or other places, where I'm the only person of colour in the room, mm-hmm. and suddenly I'm supposed to speak for everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, it freaks me out a little bit because by what right? Yes, am I supposed to speak for somebody who's been through detention and has come from a war-torn country Absolutely. or from you know or has grown up here with yes. the inherent racism mm-hmm. and everything? I. Cannot, I cannot, I can't speak for that. I won't speak for that. No, no, no. I have no right to speak for mm. that. And I mean, like I was saying to you earlier, like the only thing I could possibly do is create a space mm-hmm. for them to speak. Yes. But that has to be the absolute hard limit of my role. I can't, I can't represent them.
1: Mm, yeah, you can't.
0: Um, no, it's I mean, just not. Can't, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, we're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I mean, you know, Quite apart from a, from a, from anything else, it was just it just feels like a horrible transgression. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm mean,
0: going back to that. You know, who do you think you are? Literally, who do I think? I mean, I I I I'm very clear on that. Mm. <laughs> that is not my space or my role. Yes. Um. Yeah. Or my right. Yep. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. It's an interesting conversation to have because you know, you, and you would have had this, this 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 experience as well. It's like you were the only person of color in the room,
1: mm.
0: and go, you know, saying <laughs>
1: like, even the part Indian or South Asian. Mm. Just I'm just like that. No, every Indian is different, like mm. humans, you know, like we yeah, growing up at in a different family, a different town going to a different school. I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of pressure when people mm. sort of start that oh that's not you know Indian enough of you or Indians do that or I saw this documentary about oh, like God. and I'm like do you even realize how big post for like India is like and do you even know the history because it would take you so long mm-hmm. like I don't know so just don't yeah just pigeonhole the entire community into this like one thing mm. and yeah, and then yeah, oh, it's it's just yeah it's a, yeah I tr- yeah I think I think the um like what I should try like you said before that just be mm-hmm. just do it yeah like we don't owe justification to anyone yeah. like we don't exist. For anybody's entertainment or yes. to fulfill someone's, you know, like their knowledge of the world, like if we are not going to fulfill their encyclopedia, or whatever. Like that's yeah. not, yeah, 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 we are so much more. We are living, loving, eating, whatever, enjoying things, and that's all that you have to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sort of the, um, um, like the danger of, you know, the single story, mm-hmm. the TED Talk by Adichie. Yeah i don't know it's just i think as writers i like that reading your own work and seeing that you've been able to sort of deliver that complexity mm. and these stories of all these different people it's 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 a great feeling to be able to do that mm. and even read works where you see that and it's it's so beautiful
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing you were saying about how experience is expertise, Mm. right? Because there is this sort of um, requirement, an unstated requirement maybe, Mm -hmm. that if you, a non-white person, are going to take up space Mm -hmm. in the literary, artistic, or creative community, then you had better be speaking with some authority. Mm. You have to be the last word in yes. the migrant experience, yes. or whatever experience. Yeah. Like you, that that to get get any kind of le- legitimacy, you have to, or from the establishment, that is your role. Yes, and again, that is an extremely restrictive and, far frankly, bogus role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that also then means that a lot of people will self-select out. Mm-hmm. Um, because they know that they don't have that authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you are an authority on your own experience, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you can't, like like I was saying earlier, you can't like, speak for a whole community no. and stuff. And one of the difficulties I find, um I talked to students and I've talked to people who wanted to write for the Australian Multilingual Writing Project, about multilingualism multilingualism. because first of all they're like oh but I lost my connection with my language when I was a small child and so my vocabulary is you know it's pretty childish and I'm like now in my 20s and I feel like Mm. I'm not allowed to write in that language Mm -hmm. anymore because that's you know my, my my relationship with it is my my vocabulary is that of a younger person and I've always encouraged them to go ahead and write Hmm. and 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 to you know your relationship with your language is your relationship with your language mm-hmm. that is oh, what you are writing wow. from you yeah. can't like i'm not going to like study i mean i i, I should really but <laughs> but i'm not going to study like uh, you know 500 years of french poetry just so i can write one one, one line Yet. or, uh, or in, in insert one line into a poem that is about my relationship with with French poetry mm-hmm. if I was trying to write in the French yes. space yep sure yep. that that would make sense that that is that is respectful, but we are talking about Multilingualism mm-hmm. and multilingualism comes in many forms. You don't have to be a fully activated multilingual. Yet. Whatever your relationship is with your lang, with your languages, yes, that is your relationship yes. and that is the space you have to write from. Yes. So I mean, if you if, if 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 you only speak a few words of Bahari, that doesn't make it any less your language. Mm-hmm. It's still your language. Yes. And you know, if you want to use it, you have every right to use it. Oh my God, absolutely! <laughs> like you know? a
1: dance in Bahari, like Nati. Oh my God. Yeah. <gasps> oh like play God. a Nati song and I'm dancing.
0: It's like that. Oh Yeah, and there's so many different ways. Like, I mean, like I, I was saying, I can sing in Punjabi. I can't speak the language, but I can sing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, how? B- b- because I've heard it all my life, and so I understand the cadence of it. My Urdu, my I, I'm literate in Urdu. I can read it, and I can, you know, understand it. But I'm very out of practice. And yet I can read Urdu poetry. Yeah. How is it that I... And, and, and a lot of it has to do with just having heard the cadence. And so if I see it written down... I know how it's said because there's also this whole thing with meter in Urdu and I'm assuming also with Hindi that because it's an unstressed language, like with English, you've got, you know, you, the word content and the word content, Mm. same spelling, different emphasis changes Mm -hmm. the word. And so with English, you have to place your emphasis in the, in the right place for whatever um, accent you are speaking in or whatever dialect you're speaking in. Um, But in Urdu and Hindi, you can shift that accent and it doesn't matter, the word the word's meaning doesn't change. Mm. Right and so that's why you can when you when you write poetry in those languages, um also in French, French is also an unstressed language, um, you you don't pay attention to the beats, like with Iambic Pentameter it's five beats, the dump the dump da dump da dump, right? Mm-hmm. Um so ten ten syllables, five beats. With um Ur-Zu poetry. You have to know it it's a very circular kind of logic, so on the one hand, because you can shift the emphasis to fit the meter um you don't always automatically know what what to emphasize so you, but you have to know what the meter is to know how to shift the emphasis, so you have to know both things at once, basically. Mm-hmm so you, you you have to already know the meter before you know how, how to emphasize stuff but you have to emphasize stuff according to the meter it's and yet somehow it is instinctive and it is there hmm. and even someone like me who has oh wait okay fine i've grown up with Urdu poetry but i haven't like i'm like i said i'm literate but i'm not that advanced Mm-mm-mm. but i can still pick up yeah. you know fares or or whatever and actually Tell you that this is the meter. This is
2: mm.
1: how it's supposed
0: to be read. Yeah. And yeah.
1: that's just... That's... That's... that's yeah. In there somewhere again. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> how I know this. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, yeah.
1: Oh, it's so... Yeah. Mm. Oh, I loved that, yeah. Your relation to your language is your relation
0: to mm-hmm. your language. Exactly. Like, just because I can't um, necessarily explain it, Yeah. <laughs> or even just spell some of the words, it's still the 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 rhythm of the language is part of me, mm. oh, um, it's so. and yeah. you know, I just because I can't speak Punjabi doesn't mean that I don't have that sort of relationship. You mm-hmm. still have a relationship with the you language.
2: You
1: do. You do. Um, wow, it's so beautiful. It's so so. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm so grateful that you are introducing writing home to everyone and. Everything that you've shared is very inspiring um so inspiring to move forward and have other guests and you know share the space with them mm-hmm. and yeah, in my learning process, as I don't know, it's just I think yeah, yeah, you're my teacher <laughs> already oh. it's really nice, Nadia, yeah, like yeah, I would mm-hmm. I'm definitely acknowledging that, and i mm. yeah, and I wish like pray. All the best things to you. Um, I think you're very inspiring, and you're you're so smart. (laughs) Um, I I love your brain. Like I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah, you're amazing. Thank you so much, Nadia. It was so such a privilege to talk to you. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome, and it's such a an honor. Thanks.